welcome back to another episode of Onside Punt for part two of the week one preview. Now we got through a lot last episode and we've still got a lot to cover with I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams to wrap up week one. Homie, you ready to dig into this? Because we're not doing news, we're just getting stuck in. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm primed. Let's go. It's, <laughs> it's nearly game week. We need to go. We, we need, need to, to go. go. Everyone yeah. hurry. Yeah. yeah. No more waiting. Football <laughs> is back. Let's go. Woo! Where, where are we going, Kat? <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick off at Chicago in the Windy City. Packers are coming to verse the Bears. This one's a battle of two futures here, Cad. Obviously, we've got... Justin Fields for the Bears and Jordan Love for the Packers, but who owns the Bears? Yeah, who owns who, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a new era in this old rivalry, uh, this I own you game made famous by Aaron Rodgers, of course. He had a record of 23-5 and five against the Bears in his tenure mm. at quarterback at Green Bay. The old man is now gone. The Bears are looking to pounce on the Packers and, and make this example of Jordan Love, the new quarterback of Green Bay, retake their rightful place. But how do the Bears look? Do they have what it takes to get the victory? This is a hard game to measure. Mm. I'll give you... So the Bears are currently favourites to win this game, which mm-hmm. is an unusual sentence in itself. <laughs> <laughs> So Justin Fields last year, he ran for 1,143 yards. Surely they've got to balance out the run <laughs> versus throw, right? It yeah. highlights the issue right there, that he yeah. is better with his feet than he is with his arms. He yeah. isn't throwing as much, and they are trying to develop this passing attack for the Bears. Well, And they've gone and done the best thing possible, securing DJ Moore. They've paid him a monster. I'm pretty sure it's in his Justin's contract that he has to throw to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it will be, it'll be number one target all in, day long. In the job description, I'm pretty sure passing is there, and he needs to be reminded of that fact. Uh, now, Fields needs some more protection at the Bears. They have drafted Darnell Wright in the first round to bolster that, um, and that, well, boy, do they need it. But they've made, they've made ground. They seem to be developing for the offense. Do we want to talk about their defense yet, though? They went on a shopping spree in the offseason. They added linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, as well as pass rushers Demarcus Walker and Yannick Nagoku. Now, last year, the Bears sacked only 4% of the time, which is the second worst rate in the NFL. So they're trying to improve improve, in a lot of areas. They were bottom of the barrel defense mm. any improvement will be good yes <laughs> they're yep. on the way up i i have a lot of questions when it comes to justin fields like he seems in moments you have you know i think he had high stats in high, um in tight window accuracy but he just didn't throw it that often and i think that securing of uh, dj is gonna really help them i really want to see him pass more and become this fully fledged quarterback i think he has it in him i yeah. really do but i just not too sure you know is this the season that he he actually needs to prove it to everybody or is he going to go the way of, you know, Kyla Murray? I think they're moving in the right direction. It's odd to be saying it. It's odd to be seeing them favorite, especially against Green Bay. I guess we move to the other side to see what Green Bay's doing. Yeah, I guess filling big shoes in Green Bay is, of course, Jordan Love, their quarterback. 
we haven't seen too much from him really. You know, yes, we saw the preseason and he looked good, but as we know, nothing in the preseason is absolute. He's yet to face game time pressure. He's got a 102-year-old rivalry on his shoulders <laughs> at their home ground. They're also dealing with a, a pretty thin team. There's not much left at Green Bay because half of them have uh, followed previous quarterback yeah. Aaron Rodgers over to the Jets. So who's uh, who's st- stayed on the team to help him out? Oh, this is a young offensive line. It's fresh. So we've still got Christian Watson, who is, is their number one receiver and could go big. A Christian Watson, I'm yet to see much hope in Christian Watson as a leader. He's been around for a little while and I haven't really seen that standout. Maybe he's been blocked by Alan Lazard, um, Randall Cobb well, from the past. I, I got the feeling, because I watched him a bit last season because I thought he was quite good. I got the traction that Aaron didn't like to throw to him. <laughs> and as we know, Aaron just decides yeah. when yeah. he doesn't want yes. to target someone. And, and now watching um, Hard Knocks, I get full understanding of what it means if he doesn't <laughs> want to pass you. So uh, I think it might be a little bit of that. And obviously they've got wide receiver two, Dobbs I call him for short because we're friends. They're going to have to work that connection out, aren't they? Like yeah. They've got enough there. It's all brand new. It's a rookie list kind of second year, really. So. Yeah, definitely. It should be noted as well that Romeo Dobbs is uh, questionable at the moment uh, and missed practice last week. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on if he is playing. But as you said, it's the start of a big rebuild. It's a shock for Packers fans when they've had Brett Favre, mm. I don't know, 15 seasons or, or more, and then Aaron Rodgers for the same amount of time. First time they haven't got or don't know if they've got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, so it's a lot. On the defense, Packers D underperformed last year and they haven't done too much to improve it in the offseason. I think they're going to be relying on Devontae Wyatt uh, to improve pressure and, and boost their run defense. They're working with what they've got, but we'll see how deep it goes. I didn't know that the Bears were the favorites on this when I kind of wrote my feelings down, but I'm, I'm saying that I want to back the Bears here. If the Green Bay Packers have a weak running defense... Justin Fields, obviously, he's got the legs. They've got Khalil Herbert, his run game as well, um, that can keep this team advancing. The Bears aren't the strongest of teams, but to be able to beat the Packers at home in Chicago, I think, Kami, just sounds like a, a better narrative to take back and, and start this new era for that team. It definitely, for me, it is, it's a flip of the coin. I've mm. ebbed and flowed with my decision-making. I just think the Bears have more high-end quality available to them. There's a big shifts. upside there. Yeah, and I'll probably be watching Khalil Herbert and the combination of fields. I know Aaron Jones is like the, probably the, the most senior player now. He's mm. almost a veteran on, now. On the backers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's quality, but I just think he can't do all the workload for a, rookie, like a young team. So yeah. I'm just going to sit with the Bears as my pick and be uncomfortable with it. Moving on, we've got the Raiders heading to the Mile High Club in the hope of getting lucky, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Mile High Stadium, for for anyone who doesn't know, is the Colorado or Denver home home stadium. The home of the Denver Broncos. These are just two teams that need to recover from this massive letdown they gave fans in 2022. I'll start off with the Broncos, as we all know. They got Russell Wilson, who was a Super Bowl winning quarterback from the Seahawks. He was in that era in primetime when I was in year 12. I still have a lot of love for Russell Wilson, and we all thought it was going to be this big explosion, but it just did not go that way. The coaching was terrible, as uh, Sean Payton will tell you. 
It was just dismal from head to toe. What about the Raiders? What did you see from them last year? The Raiders were a hard team to understand. Like they've got the star quality. You've got your Josh Jacobs. You've got, you know, your Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and Max Crosby in the defensive side of things. So you've got these iconic stars of their team. And I and just thought they just, were going to nail it. And then you think, you, yeah. oh, you think, here we go. And every time I forget how shit they are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like every time I go to do my tips, I think, yep, Vegas good. Yep, tick, tick. Yep. And it's they just disappoint me. It's- they just didn't put it together last year. And it's really interesting to see what these teams have done then in the off season to change this. Because that's what I'm looking at is we've generally got the same players on the field. Now the Raiders have switched out Derek Carr who's gone over to the Saints for Jimmy Garoppolo, which some of most would agree is a lateral move. The Broncos have completely cleared out their coaching room and put in you know, veteran Sean Payton. And that's you know bringing in structure, kind of a strict Head- coaching rules, everything headlines. like that. Headlines. Headlines, <laughs> yeah, some media attention. What are you seeing from these changes, homie? Will it make the difference? As we said, you know, you got all those stars on the Raiders. The receiving core of Colton Sutton and Jerry Judy is the same with the Broncos. Not much is different there. Who's got the edge here? The question that lingers for me is which Russell turns up. Is it the one that you saw two years ago or is it the one I saw last year? Yeah. I'm concerned that it's going to be the one we saw last year again. Broncos could have a downside again. Yeah. Like, uh, and that might be intentional as well. I, I see Coach Payton as someone who... From the preseason, you can sort of see straight away he's kind of just testing everyone, isn't he? Like he's he doesn't, just, he doesn't. No I, accidents, I feel with him. No yeah, how yeah, much of a blunder he, it looks. Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like he is completely fine with losing if that means he's tested the thing he wants to find out. So yeah, yeah, I, I totally. I think it comes down to the quarterback ah, on both yes. ends. Is Russ, which Russ turns up, and which Jimmy Garoppolo turns up? Is it the very successful? Jimmy Garoppolo who manages to win or is it the Jimmy Garoppolo making silly errors, throwing intercepts, stepping out of the end zone? I think that on paper, the Raiders have more star power, as we've said, and the potential to go through. Josh Jacobs is excellent running back. Devontae Adams, if Jimmy can just get some passes out there, Devontae Adams is there to receive, as well as Jacoby Myers, who's come over from the Patriots to assist in WR2. Great pickup. And as you said, our favourites to watch, I think, on the Raiders, surprisingly, is Max Crosby and Chandler Jones is aggressive <laughs> a and, oh. and just scary-looking boys oh. who I'm sure want to hurt the Broncos and want to hurt Russell Wilson. This is an interdivisional rivalry. It's the AFC West. That's right. These guys Ex- are playing for the layer. team. Yeah, to, to who, who fights against the Chargers. They're not getting close to the Chiefs. Don't get carried away. But <laughs> if they can contend with the Chargers for that number two spot, um, and at the moment, we need to see a huge improvement. So where do you land? Tell us your thoughts, are we? I'm going to rest on one person here. Actually, two, technically. I think Josh Jacobs is going to rip this game apart. I'm just trying to balance out if I think that's worth enough for the win. But I am. I'm going to flip it here, and I'm going to go against the favourite. Broncos are the favourite. Interesting. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. I'll double check while... Uh, yep, I'm going the Raiders. Okay. I, I also... I had the Raiders listed as well. Just that on paper, I can't get rid of them. Uh, Crosby and Jones can get to Russell Wilson early. I think they're going to put him on notice for the rest of the game. Combined with Jacobs' running game, 
couple of passes to Devontae or one breakout pass to Devontae. I think they just have the talent there. Don't want to get tricked by the star power once again, but in this matchup, can't see the Broncos stepping up and getting the win. Raiders all day. All right, homie. Key matchup here. I think it's oh, very much fun. awaited. Much, much awaited. awaited for sure. There's a lot of similarities on this team. You've got the Dolphins coming to SoFi Stadium to meet the Chargers for their week one opener. Yeah, as I said, very similar teams here. Both fell out of the playoffs last year in, in disappointing manners. They're both young coaches out of the Shanahan offense. The QBs are from the same rookie class. You know, so close to the Dolphins, skipped Herbert to take Tua. I guess my question is, if they're so similar, who's going to break through the mold? The big thing is, one player is the highest paid quarterback in the game now. So, That's my exit. True. The other one I'm nervous about seeing him for the whole game. Is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, yeah, and let's know that the Chargers will be pressing him the whole game. You know, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, they're coming for him. So... You know, my I've got reservations about that. Not as a, not as just as a please don't. You know, please don't um, hurt. Don't, yeah, I felt yeah. the same. I was like, be gentle with Tua. Get the ball though. But, but <laughs> please be gentle but I, with Tua. I, I do. I feel like this is going to be one in the trenches. This game, it's going to be an interesting battle. Like they're two, two teams I love to watch. I do like this though. Obviously, it's played in LA, and I saw a little thing saying the cheetah and the penguin are heading to LA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like that. That imagery I thought was quite funny, but and, and then probably the threats as well. You know, you got some superstars rolling around, but it, it's a it's a flip of the coin for me as well. I love both teams, and I think they can bring it on their day. But knowing Herbert's got the big contract, I expect it to be one off his back. The Chargers are faced with that same narrative we've discussed. That they usually incur you know all the talents there, but for what reason will they choke this year? That motto, you know, we almost always almost win. It's a, oh. a common thread for the Chargers. Plagued by injury last year. Um, not much has actually changed on this team. Still got Herbert. Still got Austin Eckler, the number one touchdown scorer last year. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are back. And the addition of Quinton Johnson, a rookie wide receiver. As Holmie mentioned, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa still threatening there. And Derwin James, one of the best defenders in the league. So on paper, the Chargers on have it. On paper. On paper, on the Chargers paper. have it covered. What happened last year with the Dolphins is on paper, they've got an excellent team too. But Tua was plagued by injury and it ultimately halted their potential. As you said, they've got the cheetah Tyreek Hill. They've got yep. Jalen Waddle in the Penguin. Massive receiving stars. Their coach, Mike McDaniels, we bloody love him. Yes. And out of the box... Tactician is coach. Now, the Dolphins were hindered by one of their key signings they got in defense, Holmey, that isn't shaping up for them. Jalen Ramsey, injured. Big gap here. So they've they've done a lot to get him because that, that's what they need. They need that intercept factor. Yeah, it was going to force some turnovers. Um, they, just, you know, they just need that chaos that, that creates that impact, that impact player in there. They're quite well-rounded, but it just was a gap that they've needed to fill and... Now it's another gap because everything they seem to draft into that spot or, or pull into that spot seems to go out the other door. All right, Cad, biased aside. Mm-hmm. What try, not to, try not to review the charges of the giant smile on my face. It's kind yeah. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that on camera. That was, uh... 
Look, I, I look at the matchups here, and without bias, the Chargers have a better team on display on the offense and the defense. And the fact is, the main fact I'm backing them is they're all healthy right now. They're re-energized. Their defense is returning, which was decimated last year. We had you know third string defenders coming in to save them. I think it's going to be a great game. I hope it's going to be a close one. Um, and reminiscent of their last matchup with the Dolphins, where the Chargers won 23-17. And uh, I'll put my faith behind the Chargers this time and and look at that same kind of scoreline. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm a similar vein. Uh, so my concerns for Miami, I, I do think, it, I hope it's a aggressively offensive game. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope both teams tack hard, but there's a gap at the the running backs a concern for me at Miami. They've got, they've got hardly any healthy running backs at the moment. Uh, you put that core up against Eckler, that's where the balance will be made. And uh, yep. as I said, I, I think it'll be one in the trenches. So I'm going to give it to the Chargers here. Bring it home. Let's go, Bolts. Bolts <laughs> <laughs> up. Bolts up. All right, moving on. The Eagles are soaring into New England to take on the Pats in week one. Now, homie, I'd summarize this game as a great defense versus a great offense. How do you see it? Very similar. Obviously, we've got the the champs rolling in with their NFC belt, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and you've got got a rock star O-line here. This is I'm talking about Philly here, uh, obviously, but... Mm. And it just creates such a offensive beast. It's just un, like predictable. I remember last year yeah. you and I watching the Eagles, and we were trying to predict where the ball was going to. You know, was it going to be to AJ Brown, the standout, or Devonta Smith, or their tight end Dallas got it? So many options here. We just you could never know because they have ultimate choices, and it's just consistent. Across every player, like there's never, it's not going to different players because one's up, one's down. It's like they're all a threat all the time. Mm-hmm. It is consistent damage all the time. It must be relentless to play against them. Like, Absolutely. And for defensive coordinators or play callers to, to match up against that, you've got an added threat in DeAndre Swift, who's come over from the Lions. Now, I loved watching Swift last year and running back, thought he was a force to be reckoned with. And it's going to give the Eagles more dominance in the run game than they had with Miles Sanders. I, I find Swift a bit more dynamic than Sanders. Yes. And I just think, it, like we said, they're consistent. We can see upside from their running game. Mm. Like, that's even scary. That's just a, and, and another weapon. That they, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> they like, need. And it's like they're just amplifying their weapons now. It's just, it's crazy. You know? they are, they're so well-rounded, so strong. And then they're going up against the Patriots' defense which is a great test for them early. They run a tight defense, Pats. They always really have great year defensively last year, and, and 12 of their highest played players are returning. They love to rush the quarterback as well. Judon's looking like a, a killer to, to come after Hurts. That O-line, you know, as good as they are, the Eagles are going to have to be working overtime. Uh, I, will, I will warn people if you're watching this game and you hear... Jones, 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 Jones. It's okay. There's there's three of them. So there's Marcus, Jack, and Jonathan. And then you've got your quarterback, Mac, as well. Mac Jones. So it's going to be a bad... It's almost like the Jones brothers. I was like trying to make a funny one of the Jonas brothers, but I couldn't, couldn't, quite, couldn't, couldn't quite get it. But it's Keeping a, it's up a with bad, the Joneses? Yeah, something like that. It's, like, it's, a, it's, it's hard. I got really confused. Uh, but yes, 
the defense is always quality, but they need a bit more, don't they? It comes, I think, on the back of Mac Jones as the leading, like the leader of their offense at quarterback. You know, he had an excellent rookie season and fell behind last year. He barely had an offensive coordinator who, as we saw, was yelling at him mid-game, <laughs> calling him an idiot, which is just not any uh, good good coverage that the Pats <laughs> would want. Um, if he can pick it up, he has a new wide receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. He's come over. Uh, Pats now have a balanced running room with Ramondre Stevenson. And, of course, Ezekiel He's back. Elliott. He's, He's back. back. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I, I really want to see Zeke play well, honestly. Um, I feel, yes, he is at the end of his career. He doesn't have as much gas in the tank, but th- I think there's still a lot to that he can benefit the Pats with. You're referencing Juju Smith, Schuster. Obviously, mm. he's one we liked the look of. At, 100% at the Chiefs. At the Chiefs. It'll be so it'll be so good to see him, you know, that higher wide receiver one. Or receiver to to be like yeah. one of the yeah. iconic receivers there. Because, yeah, at yeah. the Chiefs, you're hiding... Not hiding, yeah, he was, but you was, you're covered he was by a lot of people. Fourth, wasn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. He was deep. He was deep in the in the yeah. list. So if that connection gets going, it could be a really fun offense in that way because there there is talent there, but it just comes a lot on the back of Mac. What do you feel yeah. on this one, homie? Oh. Who splits the difference? I think it's a pretty easy call here. Uh, I just think the Eagles are going to flex. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's that's it's as easy as that for me. It's <laughs> it'll be quite dominant. Uh, I think yeah, it's like not even a flex for them. I think they just roll in, take care of are you, business. Are you reckon they're just it? like whatever and just leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you for the chocolates and we're out. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, good. Thank yeah. you for that week one start. Yeah, No matter yeah. how good that Pats defense is, I just don't see them being a match for the Eagles offense. And I think the Eagles defense can take care of business when marking up Mac Jones and pressuring. So tipping the Eagles here, easy clap. Moving on, we've got the Rams heading to the home of the 12th man, uh, the home of the Seahawks. Okay. Mm. Now, the Rams are still paying their debt for the Super Bowl. And coming into what I think will be a brutal first week matchup against the Seahawks, away game for them. And the 12th man, as you noted, the known fans of the Seahawks, the loudest fans that disrupt the opposing team anytime they come to visit. It's just something the Rams didn't need on top of all the problems they've got there on the field. It's like, as we spoke in part one, we're not even sure if Cooper Cup's playing. Mm. Arnold hardly played anything last week, uh, last year. It's like, there's two players that they got left, really. It's Stafford and Arnold. What are we, we going to see, see from them? Yeah, I think, like, you know, we heard them describe the defense is youngry, as they said in the preseason, which is a nice way of saying inexperienced, but wants to get better. Um, it'll be hard to analyze the Rams for the rest of this year because there just isn't much to see. You know, Cooper Cup's questionable, as you said, considered day-to-day. I just can't really name much else up there that I'm excited about by the Rams. And the Seahawks, on the other hand, I am quite excited about. They are loaded. They've got Absolutely weapons. Absolutely loaded. And not yeah. only with older players, but with young rookies as well that we've been really excited to watch. Actually, do we know if Jackson... Smith Najiba, is his hand good to go? I did see I didn't him at training. See, I didn't see him listed as questionable on any of the charts, but, you know, something to keep an eye on just in case. But I do believe he should be playing. They've also got, you know, Zach Charbonnet at running back, which we're really excited to see. I and, can't wait uh, to see him. One of your favorite players, homie. Bobo. 
Yes, <laughs> Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get oh, to see him. He better get a TD. Imagine if he gets a TD. Oh, oh that, that, they'll, they'll go off odds. their heads. That'd be How unreal great? odds. And so, you know, Geno Smith leading the chorus at quarterback. It's a 32-year-old who's going into his second season as a starting quarterback after riding that bench for several years. Cracking season last year. He had his weaponry with him, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Jackson Smith and Jigba's helping out there. I got a question for you, Ken. As a, if you're a Seahawks fan, are you nervous about Geno this year? It's interesting. I, I would say no reason to be nervous about Geno this year. Yes, he was a surprise and how excellent he was last year. He is older, but you know this isn't your quarterback for the future. He maybe has two, two to three, I would say two years max in him. Yep. I think next year they need to be looking in the quarterbacks for the draft or picking up someone else. Because they've got young weapons, as you saw. Yeah. And they just need that quarterback that, you know, Gino's probably not going to take them to the Super Bowl, despite taking them to the, near the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. But they need a quarterback for development in time. I would be happy as if I was a Seahawks fan watching this year. You've got a star. They love him. He's a great leader. Got a lot of weapons to play with. I don't know. I, I'd be happy. Also should note that uh, Bobby Wagner has come back from the Seahawks. He's come back to the Seahawks. From the Rams. Yeah, and this he, is good. Yeah, he went to the yeah. Rams for basically what I would call a one-year excursion. Yeah. And he's returned back to Seahawks to, to he face took leave with, He took leave without pay for sure. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> just come back. <laughs> so he's come back to the Seahawks, improving their defense further as well. Homie, again, pretty clear on this one. Um, be shocked if you go the other way, but tell us what you're thinking in this game. Like the Rams, they got fifteen rookies on their list. Like that's <laughs> equal highest in the competition. But they're younger, homie. Yeah, I don't care because <laughs> <laughs> the others are hungry. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, we'll figure that one. But it's just this one's pretty straightforward for me. Um, Seahawks do it quite comfortably. I, I do worry that the Rams might be the easy beats for the season. Yours? Clear as the Seahawks should have this. Like the, the Rams defense should be a mess. On top of, you know, not only being inexperienced, they won't be able to hear the play calls and audibles. Um oh, because yeah. of the fans are so loud, everyone actually has to generally do signaling or, or silent count and those type of things. I think there's gonna be a lot of mistakes. I think there's gonna be a lot of laundry on the field for this one. A lot of flags thrown by the refs. Um so it'll be interesting. But uh Think Seahawks have this in the back. Okay, taking you into the prime time game of Monday's lineup. The Dallas Cowboys are going to the city that never sleeps to verse the Giants in this NFC title match. There's a lot to see in these teams and there's a lot to be determined into how powerful they can be both falling out of the playoffs last year. Homie, I want to start with the Cowboys. What do you see in them going into this week? This is one of those old rivalries, Tad, and there's going to be some hatred in this game. So (laughs) firstly, I'll see a bit of that. But the Cowboys themselves, my eyes just can't turn away from Dak at the moment. That's where they're putting the narrative. I think that's what the Cowboys, they're not focusing on what else they've got going on there. We're just being shown Dak's Dak's failure right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and and old mate, like the the owner, just doing the owner. Oh, Jerry stuff. Jones is doing <laughs> yeah, Jerry Jones yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being a weird cat, like being a genuine weird cat. But yeah, not American, telling Dak, not telling yeah. uh, Coach McCarthy that they're hiring trailers. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just classic for America's team. They've just rolled it on the back of one person. Poor. Yeah. Like for week one, Dak has to be carrying the most amount of pressure out of any any individual. And the question now is. Will they perform? Well, they have all the talent to perform, but as you say, it's on Dak's back to get this going. The running back room, led by Tony Pollard, is strong. Thought he was great last year when we got to watch him. CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Brandon Cooks at wide receiver. That's a yep. talented room. I think they have the options there on the offense. It's their defense that is particularly stronger. Huge highlight. They've re-signed Trayvon Diggs. Micah Parsons is on there. Stefan Gilmore's come over from the Patriots, which is a huge role in cornerback for them. But I just need to see Dak actually pick it up in high-pressure moments. I think the reason they're pushing narrative towards Dak is it's because it is on him at the moment. It's a, mm. They've seemed to have given every element for success. They now need to perform in the big games, on the big stage, at the big moments, yep. and, take, and take it. Um, they've obviously given Trayvon... I think giving Trayvon Diggs that big contract... In, in the defense, I think he needs to get some picks. I'll be yeah. watching him for that. I think that's a big part of it, getting the ball back into Dak's hands. Because yeah. Dak's going to turn it over at some point. <laughs> so you need, to, you need to balance that out. So yeah. When I first saw this game, I thought, all right, Cowboys, easy. But then you just can't underestimate the Giants. And I think last year they were underestimated and showed everyone who they were. But I also can't not see that it's just a team powered by Saquon Barkley. Uh, this yeah. guy here, he was responsible for 29% of New York's offensive yards last year. Because I do my tips early, I pick the Giants straight up. And then I'm reflecting as I've reviewed the games, and it's like, oh, I, just because I like Chuckle. You Saquon, love Saquon, but, yeah. But I just picked it. I'm like, that's a bad decision. Well, if but, you're going to put your faith in anyone, I guess it's a... The only oh. one you can. Like their wide receiver room of the Giants isn't anything I think to write home about. Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, uh, Paris Campbell's there. I do like Dar- Darren Waller at tight end, and we talked about him as that option for Daniel Jones across the middle. It's being a different threat, but I just can't see the the wow factor beyond Saquon that's going to really lift these guys. Um, of course, it's a you know a game played by a whole team, but. I just need to see those standouts on offense. Where are you leaning now? You started at the Giants. You're looking at the Cowboys. What are you doing? Yeah, it, it it's when I've reviewed the wide receiver core for the Giants that I've I've called back to the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I just think it. I just think they're not tested enough. The Giants. I think their defense will keep them in the game, but I just don't think they'll stay in the game. Um, I think they'll get overrun at some point. It might be the last five minutes. It might be the first quarter, but at some point. Um, so I'm going to go back to the Cowboys. And you, you don't look happy about it. You feel, I don't know. Uh, is, is I, I love an upset. I love looking for my upsets. And I thought yeah. this was, I thought this might be the, the one. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I think the Giants are building okay, but I do think maybe last season was bigger than it should have been for them. Like, I think maybe there was too much growth last year because mm-hmm. I look at the list now and I say, oh, your list is not there <laughs> with that upper upper echelon of teams. So, yeah. But let's see if they can prove me wrong. 
What about you, Kat? Where are you at? I think this is a statement game for not only the Cowboys, but for Dak, as we've said. Um, with the signing of Trey Lance recently under him, all the crappy generally cops from everyone. I think the fire is lit and he needs to get off the pot and do this. Um, they have more weapons on offense and the Giants have one of, if not the best defense in the NFL. It might only have one touchdown or a field goal between the scores, but I'll put my bet on the Cowboys to power through here. Well, let's not build this suspense anymore. <laughs> the last game. What a cracker yes. too. What oh, a cracker. Absolutely. Oh. It starts start strong, I think finishes stronger. So the Bills have a massive road trip to New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To the same state they live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're taking on the Jets. Uh, Jets are at home. Cad, what do you see? It's the big show. It's what oh. we're waiting for. All of this chatter, hype, hard knocks, every headline in the offseason. Literally just the headline news this whole time is going to be put to the test. Is Aaron Rodgers and the Jets actually something this year or have we all just been gaslit <laughs> for oh. this long? <laughs> I, I sort of think it's a, it's a promoter's dream, this, but have they done it? Like, is this the wrong thing for the Jets to do straight off the bat? Like, like the Bills are a great team. Why yeah. not give them an easy beat so we can build the hype for another week? You know? <laughs> like, uh, uh. I it's think this is what it. the fans want. They're capitalizing oh, oh, we on want this. it. We yeah. want it. But it. But if the Jets don't perform... The Jets the think they can win this, clearly. They're so excited over there, uh, and I hope they haven't gotten lost in it all because I want a good game here. Well, I'll steal a quote from the coach of the Jets. Iron sharpens iron. And is this game going to sharpen them up? Yeah, like i got to keep in mind here that the Jets... Signed Aaron to he extended for an extra year, so there's some inclination there that they're not quite ready to be taking on these teams. Doesn't mean I'm not nervous. Doesn't mm. mean I'm not nervous that the Jets can do this. And the Bills on their narrative line is, are they out of the window? And there's all this window chat oh. for them. Are they in or out? Josh Allen's come out recently said, I don't hear any of that noise. Blah blah blah. But Josh Allen recently also came out and said. Oh, we're not really focusing on the Super Bowl. I've got the Buffaloes. They're sleeping in the meadow, eating their grass, having a little relax. Just <laughs> grazing. They're, yep. But once they stampede, they're, oh. They're, oh, they're coming. They they are the sleeper of 2023, I think. It's weird uh, because they shouldn't be. They shouldn't they be. They are keeping under the radar at the moment. I think we said in a previous episode as well, you know, they are sleeping or underdogs in that way because they're behind the Bengals and the Chiefs in the AFC. But they are stronger than people think. Now, Josh, you know, Josh Allen, the quarterback, had a few issues last season, couldn't quite capitalize in big moments, especially in the second half. But they have a dominant offense and a dominant defense. They ranked third in points scored, fourth in points allowed. It's the best scoring differential for any AFC team. you got to think that Stefan Diggs, after his holiday <laughs> at the start of the season... He's got to be, and he's hungry, right? He's out to like to squash the narrative that's sort of snuck up on him that he's not committed to the Bills. So yeah, absolutely. I, and this weird beef that may or may not have been between yeah. him and Allen. They need to yeah. come out and show this chemistry really, really early. But I do. What a tasty matchup, though. We've got Stefan Diggs v Sauce Gardner. 
Yeah. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> that's a title Scott, fight. That's yeah, a title fight for sure. Yeah, you know, defense, defensive rookie of the year up against the OG, Stefan Diggs. Oh, and it, it's exciting. Like these matchups, you, you couldn't write these. Like these are, no, it's going to be That's what great. the NFL's saying. You could, yeah. couldn't write, make this stuff up. I'll get to my bottom line, homie. I'll t- I'll say it first. So you oh, know, you got to, oh, uh, yeah. Did you just, you see I held the space just so you had to enter Yeah, it? I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, I got, I've got a tough call here. I think the Jets will be exposed under the lights. There will be early frustrations from Rodgers. I saw him getting frustrated in a preseason matchup. The aggression he's showing. I think it's going to be shaky from the start from them and they're going to struggle to recover. The Bills are going to hit him hard. The Bills will edge this out. Ah, maybe I should have gone first. Because <laughs> that's very well said. <laughs> Just, you can I, just reply with a ditto if you <laughs> Yeah, I was like, can I just say, tick. <laughs> Episode complete. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> now, I, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate that. How's that sound? That sounds good. Uh, I think the Bills have a top T10 defense. I know it's up against the Jets. It's highly talented, but I just think we're going to see the cream rise to the top. I don't think the Jets mm. have yet been tested. Well, they haven't. They've never played together, really, this team. <laughs> yeah, so It's a whole new team, yeah. Yeah, and and it's a bought team. Uh, paid for. Bought and paid, you know? Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I think the Bills are sleeping. I think they're going to come out with a bit of vengeance, and I think the first in their path will be the Jets. So I'm going the Bills. Love it. Well, yep. I think we should move on, homie. That is the last game for Week 1 previews. Let's slip into a much more comfortable conversation and talk about the key games we're looking forward to most. As we chill and we start to relax, heading towards week one, um, we better see which games we like the most. But Mm. I don't want to go with the positive ones first. Let's get our (laughs) carnage game out of the way. Which one do you think is going to create the most carnage? I think Carnage in this one, I'm looking at the Raiders at Broncos because I want to see which one destroys the other or fails first because that sets the tone for the rest of the season for not only that division, but for both of these teams to answer the question, have either of them improved? Are they going to be something this year? What do we see in flashes? It could just be moot. It could just be both. They both suck. <laughs> or they're both good. I don't know. And and that's why I've listed that one because it's a big question mark to me and I want to see which way it goes. Well, the one I'm looking at, and I've got to watch, Cardinals versus Commanders. Oh, you're kidding. Glutton I, for punishment I, you are. <laughs> I've, I, I flagged this one months ago. I'm watching this no matter what. I want to, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a little bit... I was hoping the commanders were as, were a bit worse and they they seemed to be going better, but I was looking for more carnage. But I'm going to watch this one. It's if a race uh, to the bottom, isn't it, for the two teams in red? Oh, it is good. It, yeah, actually, oh, dirty. Colors. You hate watching teams. Yeah, I do watch the same yeah, colors. I, uh, <laughs> and it's a commanders home too. Shit. Oh well, <laughs> I'm a glutton. I'll take it. I like it. And and who do you see? I want from your two. The best games you think are happening this week? Well, obviously the one we finished on Bills and Jets. Mm. I'm annoyed that I have to wait till Tuesday to watch it. It's gonna there'll be so many storylines coming out of that that I just Huge. can't wait for. The other one for me, uh, probably a little personal, little what's the word? 
bias <laughs> not bias but just like it's my treat you know <laughs> oh, a little oh a little treat for yeah. yourself yeah a little I treat yep yep yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna dolphins charges i think without bias honestly and i'd recommend this to anyone i think it'd be a great game to watch because I, I just I think it's the, just gonna be fun the dolphins are heaps of fun mm. charges are heaps of fun it's just two quarterbacks just throwing pigskins down so yeah yeah, at least it. at least everyone else will enjoy it, and you and I can fret nervously while watching that one. Oh, if Eckler doesn't get a TD, in, I'll be very nervous. <laughs> yeah, very nervous. I think they're great choices. All right, Kat, give me your two. All right, well, I'm going to kick off with the first game of the NFL season with the Detroit Lions at the Chiefs. Some will say it's going to be a landslide. I'm obviously backing the upset here. As I said, it is my wedding day when we get to watch that. Yeah. So there's multiple reasons I'm excited for that day. But it's an opening clash. I think it could go either way. They're fun offenses. They're aggressive defenses. It's just going to be a good one to set the tone, hoping for a great game, hoping it's close either way. Or I'm actually just hoping that the Lions <laughs> smash the Chiefs. But you know, we'll see what happens there. Second one I've got, 49ers at Steelers. Yeah, good. Very similar thing. I think it's, you know, not David and Goliath so much, but there is one team that far outweighs the other in the 49ers. I'm looking at it to see if the Steelers have what it takes to compete. Maybe they can flip a week one miracle and uh, get the 49ers on the back foot. They've got enough there. I actually want to see it tested. I think it's going to be a good matchup of offenses, so get your uh, get your ears and eyes around that one. Well, that brings to a close our week one preview, part one and two. Now, as we've said before in earlier episodes, we will be going on a break and back to preview week six for you. In the meantime, keep your eyes on our socials, keep your eyes on the games. We're going to be hopefully putting out enough stuff to keep you occupied and keep your ears out for our offside chat episodes, which we'll be playing when we're gone. But enjoy the game. Thank you guys so much for listening. We've really appreciated it, right, homie? Uh, we certainly have. It's been great to build up to this point, and we hope you've enjoyed the journey along with us. We hope you enjoyed the first round, and we hope you get your tips as well. But before we sign off, Cad, from the team at Onside Punt, we want to say a big congratulations and good luck for the beautiful wedding of you to your lovely, soon-to-be wife, Alice. I can't wait to be there enjoying the day with you. It's going to be beautiful, and we wish you all the best from the whole team at Onside Punt. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm excited to celebrate with you on the day. So on that note, let's get it out of the way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. As always, thank you, Kat. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you. See you on the wedding day. See you on the wedding day. Stay on site, everyone. Enjoy. Bye. Bye-bye.